Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Golden Point Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Foster. On today's episode, Brad and I are going to talk about what has transpired in the world of the NFL. We had free agency, so we had teams adding players, keeping players. We had trades that happened. We had cuts. All kinds of things happen when it comes to the NFL. But before we get to the NFL, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the about Major League Baseball and uh, and something that uh, about the NBA that at first I didn't agree with, but now I wholeheartedly agree with. Um, but first and foremost, Brad. Yes. Are you doing? Are you doing all right today? Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, we extended our stay a little bit longer in Tennessee, so uh, still in Memphis right now, and head back to OKC on Monday. So enjoying it while we can with the family. Very nice, very nice. Did you drive there? Or did you fly? No, we drove. So it was about okay. seven and a half hours drive to Memphis, and then we drove. Uh, the two and a half hours up to see my sister outside of Martin. So, very nice, very nice. Yeah. So I mean, um, uh, so good thing you didn't fly, I guess. I mean, uh, but I've heard that the cheap that the uh, flights have been super cheap, um, recently. Um, yeah. Just from you know, mm-hmm. I guess it's due to the uh, to the uh, coronavirus. Uh, speaking of the coronavirus, <laughs> Brad, um, something that I was saying uh, at the very beginning about the NBA at first, you know, I, I didn't necessarily agree with the NBA suspending the season. I guess I understood it. Um, I, I, I don't want to say I didn't agree. I guess I didn't like it, obviously. Um, you know, and then the NBA suspended their season and it just kind of started a whole trend. But now um, I believe the count is up to 10 NBA players have tested positive for the coronavirus. And Brad, that's, that to me means that uh, mm-hmm. that that the NBA done the right thing by suspending the season, for sure. Yeah, I, I agree with you. At first, I didn't quite agree with it, but I'm glad they suspended it. Do you think because of the ten players that have come out um, being? have come out that they have the coronavirus. Um, do you think that it's going to get uh, extended even longer? Uh, you know, the suspension. I mean, I, I just, I'm, I guess, I, and this is something we can talk about later on um, because obviously there's not a whole lot of sports to talk about. So we're going to have more time to talk about it, but um, just, you know, maybe a yes or no answer of, Hey, I mean, does this make it longer? You know, are they going to extend it out? Uh, another month or longer um, of not even playing. I guess it really just depends on uh, what the CDC says now. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. Yeah, so I hope they don't extend it, and this is why I think it's good just to take it one day at a time. Uh, it's good they did what they did then, even though we thought maybe it was a little bit of an overreaction. Uh, but just say it one at a time, and, I mean, I, if by the end of March they don't have any cases, I don't see why they shouldn't go forward with going back to the season. I agree. Uh, and, and so I guess maybe um, maybe to you, I, so, I mean, it, 
maybe there's no reason to um, this season just becomes a wash, in your opinion? Yeah, no, I think – I mean, I think a lot of sports fans uh, who don't normally watch the NBA, if they came back and just started the playoffs right off the bat, I think it would get a good a good uh, rating on the TV just because uh, there has been any sports. Uh, you cancel March Madness. Uh, and so if you, I think if you go ahead and, and cancel the NBA playoffs, I think you're, having, you're missing the chance of having good ratings for the postseason, probably for the first time in a while. Yeah, I agree with you. Um... I know that the XFL just came out and they officially canceled their season. I know that first they postponed it, but now they have officially canceled it. Um, And so they will be, they say they will be back next year though. Uh, But the, you know, the NBA, I I just, I don't know. I don't know if you can really just start the playoffs right off bat. I would think you would need to, um, you know, maybe play a couple of games, kind of get back in shape. Um, I'm sure that they're staying ready, but, um, yeah, this is, you know, it's just an unfortunate thing, and uh, it could cause for some upsets, really. Uh, I mean, right now, you got a team like the Memphis Grizzlies, if they're ready and the Lakers aren't, hey, maybe they can uh, upset the Lakers. Uh, but anyway, so we'll talk about the NBA later on in another week. Uh, like I said, we got plenty of time uh, as nothing really is going on besides NFL free agency. Let's talk about Major League Baseball, though. Uh, they said that they were going to suspend opening day, which would be next Thursday, the 26th, at least two weeks, Brad. Um, but it seems as though it's probably going to be longer than two weeks. And uh, and the commissioner of the uh, major league of Major League Baseball, his name is uh, his name is, you know, slipping my mind right now. But he. Uh, last name's Black. I think it's Bud Black. And, okay. Well, anyways, otherwise, anyways, uh, either way, um, they've come out and uh, and said there would be more double headers. Is that correct? It was actually Rob Manfred. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they, yeah, they. I think it's actually the Colorado Rockies manager, maybe. But somebody has talked about how in June they should try to uh, go to double headers for the whole month of June to make up for the lost games. Uh, I think it's a lot on your players to put all in one month time. Uh, and I think, you know, they go so long anyway. Uh, I think it's just, you know, go with the flow and start off from ground zero in June. I mean, you could do that. But in my opinion, Brad, the, the baseball season is so long. I mean, if you don't want to throw anything off, I think you just – I think you just say you just cut off those games that would have already happened. And, uh, and you just, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you just, let's say June 1st is when they're going to have opening day, whatever games is that day, you just go from there. I mean, um, yeah, it's a short season, but, uh, but it is what it is, Brad. And I mean, listen, this is something that nobody could have predicted. And, uh, I, I would love, I'm hoping that by June, everything is, uh, everything's cleared up. I would love for it to all be cleared up by April, but that does not seem like it's going to happen. Um, some other news in the NBA in the MM, NBA in the MLB world uh, was Chris Sale uh, of the Boston Red Sox. Uh, he's having Tommy John surgery. Um, so I mean, what what is this? I mean, what do you think this says for the for the Red Sox? As uh, as even though the season hasn't started, uh, Tommy John surgery um, it's gonna that would basically that would end his year. 
right? I don't think he. I don't think he'd be able to come back from that. Yeah, he'll be out for you. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, does the Red Sox seem? I mean, they 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 seem like they're uh, they seem like they're not really wanting to win this season, anyways. But um, you know, does this hurt their chances of winning? Uh, if of course there is a season. Yeah, I mean, I would say so. Chris Sale is obviously their ace. Uh, he's done well the last couple of years, so you want him to be out there. Uh, he does a lot of strikeouts. You just gave David Price to the Dodgers, uh, and so you want to you want to make sure uh, you have a pitching staff available. Right now, it's just getting down to the slim pickings, and so yeah, uh, you know you can't control injuries, and you don't want to ruin somebody's career by not allowing them to get surgery. Uh, but at the same time, uh, yeah, they seem like they just kind of want to lose at this point. Yeah, and I get it, I guess. I mean, uh, right now, um, uh, maybe, maybe you know, maybe this is a surgery that he's just held off for too long um, and, uh, and he decided, hey, this is a good season to do that. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, so far, uh, I mean, the season, the opening day, or what was supposed to be the opening day hasn't happened yet. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd agree that this does seem like it would, uh, that this, this is a good season to, uh, to do that. All right, Brad, Mm -hmm. without further ado, let's, uh, let's jump in to the NFL free agency pool and talk about, uh, talk about everything that's happened. Shall we? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right, Brad, let's talk about trades first. Nick Foles, he has went to the Chicago Bears from the Jacksonville Jaguars for a fourth-round pick. Um, So I assume that this means that there is going to be a quarterback competition between Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, By the way, to the fans, Brad and I have plans. If you have not listened to the QB Carousel episode, I I, I still say I go back and listen to that, but... Brad and I are in the works of doing a or doing a QB carousel, uh, the aftermath uh, type um, show. Uh, we have that in the works, but uh, so we'll really talk about these quarterback changes then. But uh, I mean, what you know, first, what do you think about this trade? I mean, uh, could you see the could you see Foles starting uh, for Matt Nagy uh, in the Chicago Bears? Uh, not yet. Uh, I do think that we'll see in, in off season whether or not uh, it'll be uh, Miss Whiskey or, or Nick Foles. Uh, what I what I see in this trade is for one, uh, the Jags are trusting in Minshew, uh, which is good. And uh, and on top of that, they're just trying to drop this money. That's why you're seeing that they like Oak or traded quite a bit of players for for uh, draft picks, uh, trying to drop some some dead money or, or some older players. Um, and obviously. Uh, they're probably disappointed. You play a half a game, uh, you get injured, and then you come back and you suck it up. And so, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes with, with Chicago and Foles. But I think for the Jags, this is a great move. I think they're the winners in this trade. Yeah, uh, the the Jaguars, uh, they've actually traded Calais Campbell to the Ravens for a fifth and A.J. Bouye to Denver for a fourth. So that means that they have, what, three fourth-round picks to work with? Two oh, fifth-round picks? Mm-hmm. I mean – uh, the Jaguars are gearing up for what seems to be a, a rebuild. And, um, you know, for a team that was just in the AFC Championship just a, three years ago, uh, well, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, it'd be three years ago, yeah. 
uh, three years ago. This is, uh, you know, this is just the harsh reality of of what happens uh, sometimes. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had Darius Slay finally gets traded from the Detroit Lions to the Philadelphia Eagles for a third and fifth round pick, Brad. Uh, Darius Slay seems to be very happy about that. He has definitely voiced his displeasure of being a, a Detroit Lion. I don't know if it's necessarily that he didn't want to be a Lion, much as the fact that they just weren't going to pay him. So um, he just wanted them to let him let him be. Uh, so, I mean, how do you uh, – Is this, uh, this is a great pickup, in my opinion, for the Philadelphia Eagles, who definitely needed secondary help. Yeah, so Slay, I mean, obviously he had, he, this is really his only big year. Uh, you know, he wasn't happy with Detroit. I actually read an article before this, this trade happened uh, that him and Matt Patricia didn't get along. Uh, Slay was more of a happy-go-lucky go kind of guy, and Patricia was more, hey, cut the crap, let's do business. This, this is a business. And so, from what I understand, him and Matt Patricia did not get along at all uh, since Patricia's been there. And so, obviously, I mean, it sucks, but if you're a coach, it's hard to keep guys around, especially in a business, if you don't get along. Uh, so you want him to do well, but if he's going to be disgruntled and, and not wanting to uh, cooperate with you, then, yeah, it's time to go. Uh, but I think, yeah, the Eagles get a good guy who's uh, kind of declining in the skills, but still not a bad secondary piece, uh, especially for a secondary that, that was so bad this past year. Uh, but, yeah, for the Lions, I mean, it just signed Case Keenum as a backup quarterback. I think that's smart on them. Uh, they'll get Matthew Stafford back, assumingly. Uh, then to get this extra third and fifth round pick from the Eagles, I think I think that was a good trade for the Lions. Uh, I agree. I think I think Case Keenum went to the Browns, Brad. Oh yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Well, you know, Darius Slay though he got paid. He's now the what highest paid corner in NFL history, I believe. Is that right? Uh, and so, I believe. Yeah, um, I mean, listen, that's the kind of money he wanted. That's the kind of money he got. I'm sure when Jalen Ramsey gets paid, he will probably uh, get paid more than that. All right, so, Brad, we also had a couple of other trades that happened. Hayden Hurst in a fourth-round pick went to Atlanta for a second and a fifth-round pick. Um, I think the Ravens kind of got a high uh, – I think they kind of got high value for him, a second-round pick. I think that's pretty good. Um, I know that they, they – you know, they traded away a fourth, uh, got a fifth. But but this is, I guess, you know, Hayden Hurst is the – it will be the one that replaces Austin Hooper. Uh, and so uh, Austin Hooper will get into him as he went to the Browns as well. But, um, you know, Hayden Hurst going there, he's a very – I think he's a very good tight end. But the thing is, the Ravens, uh, they have a very good tight end room and uh, – they were able to. They, do. they were able to get rid of him, and uh, and so that's what they done. Yeah. So real quick for the Ravens trade, uh, it was Chase Daniel. So just I knew it was a journeyman. I can't remember who. Uh, but anyway, uh, Hayden Hurst. Yeah, uh, he's a good. He's a good tight end. I think it's a good replacement for Hopper for Atlanta. Uh, but again, like you were saying, I mean, there's just so many good uh, tight ends in in Baltimore right now who are clicking with with Lamar Jackson. So why keep him? You know. So I think that was a good trade for Baltimore. Uh, and for second round, uh, second and fifth round in return, uh, you can't complain about that. So, I agree. I agree. All right. Well, another trade we had, which was very surprising to a lot of Tennessee Titan fans, including myself, was Darrell Casey, the longtime uh, defensive tackle, defensive end, defensive lineman in general for the Tennessee Titans. 
um, was traded to the Denver Broncos for only a seventh-round pick. Now, this was really just a salary cap uh, dump by the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons had come in, and he was the he had really assumed the role that Casey had, uh, and he had also took in he had also taken over um, basically as as that you know, as the guy on the defensive line uh, starting at the end of the season. But Casey had his first two sacks in the playoffs against the Ravens. I think Casey's still got a lot of a lot left in the tank, and I think the Broncos, honestly, the Broncos with that defensive line that they already have, um, I think with Chubb, with Von Miller, uh, with, with now Jarrell Casey, uh, and I'm sure I'm leaving someone off, uh, that's a very, I think that's a very, that, that, for that defensive front of the Broncos is, uh, is definitely starting to get scary. Yeah. I, I know he came out after the trade and said he was confused and hurt. I mean, he's been, if I'm not mistaken, you can correct me because you're a Titans fan, uh, that he's been in Tennessee pretty much his whole career, if not his yes. whole career. Yep. And so, yeah. So, I mean, anytime you have a player like that, it's, it's going to be tough. Uh, but again, like I was telling you in text the other day, as much as it stinks for, for Casey and Titan fans, uh, at the end of the day, it's a business. Uh, and Titans are just trying to dump some, some cap space. And, uh, you know, for, for a seventh rounder on their end, uh, you just never know who you're going to get that late in the round. So. Yeah, they have some depth guys, I guess, that they feel like they like. I would have much rather have gotten rid of uh, Daquan Jones instead. But, uh, but anyways, maybe that's a different conversation for a different day. Maybe when we go over uh, how the – uh, maybe whenever we get into an uh, episode where we go over how each team went, how each team done uh, as free agency, still going on. You know, we still have some pretty big guys on free agency, such as Gillette, Jadavian Clowney. Um, uh, we don't know where he may go. And uh, some predicted him maybe to go to the Titans since they got rid of Gerald Casey and opened that much up. But opened that much cap space up. But anyways, um, all right. So then we had a big trade into Forrest Buckner went to the Colts for the number 13 overall pick. Do you think the Colts gave up too much? Or, I mean, you know, I think it's pretty scary to have Forrest Buckner and then also have, then also have Darius Leonard together. Uh, I think that's pretty, that's a pretty good mm-hmm. tandem right there. Yeah, I think it was, a, I think, you know, it is, you think, well, the bus gave out a, up a lot, but he was doing well. Uh, as far as the 49ers go, they, they, you know, they just signed Armstead up to another, uh, big contract, and so I don't think they were really worried about their line. Uh, defense was a strong point for him last year, and uh, honestly, if you look at uh, DeForest Buckner's stats, I mean, he had one really good year. Uh, we had 12 sacks uh, last year; wasn't too bad, seven and a half. Um, but yeah, so I don't, I don't think it was a bad move for the 49ers. Uh, and for the Colts, like you said, I mean, they need their defense was their weak point last year, besides quarterback play uh, midway through the season. So you need to beat that up. I agree with you. I agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, you know, they have a guy like Derrick Henry in their division, and I think DeVoris Butner is definitely brought in to uh, try to stop him uh, and try to try to be that run stuffer. Uh, and great. That's, uh, that's a pretty good run stuffer, I would say. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Then we had two huge trades that happened on Monday. Two trades, Brad, that um, – I think we're, you know, identical because of the players involved. But I think it really showed that one team really messed up. And uh, and that 
Uh, Those two trades was, and I talked about this, uh, done a special episode Monday, uh, and I was there, and I talked about this. If you haven't listened to that, please go back and listen to that. Um, And Mm -hmm. And then we will, uh, well, well, actually, I'll get your thoughts on tags and whatnot in just a, just a few minutes. But um, Hopkins, the uh, the one, in, the the long time, DeAndre Hopkins, the long time Texans wide receiver, um, who I think is, I think he's underrated. I think he's one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in the league, uh, and I think he's very underrated. Um, is no longer with the Houston Texans. He was traded to the Arizona Cardinals um, for for what for what I've heard, uh, uh, you know, one analyst say. Uh, he said for a ham sandwich. Uh, now, granted, he was traded for David Johnson and a second and fourth round pick, uh, and then of course the Texans also sent the Cardinals a fourth round pick. How do you feel about this trade, Brad? I, do you think it was a, a fair trade or do you think the, uh, do you think the, the Texans uh, got fleeced? Yeah. Um, I, I don't get the move. Uh, you know, Hawkins, you know, if you look at the last couple of years, I mean, the, even the last three, just look at the last three alone. He had uh, almost 1200 yards and seven touchdowns. He had, he had 50, almost 1600 yards, 11 touchdowns, almost 1400 yards, 13 touchdowns. 2016 was injured a little bit and uh, was under a thousand yards, but after that, 1500, 1200. Um, and so, receiver-wise, I mean, I, I don't get it. Production-wise, you don't get the same thing. I mean, if this is David Johnson two, three years ago, like it wouldn't be, a, it really, it really wouldn't be a head scratcher because the Texans don't have a good running back. And so, uh, yeah. So I, I don't quite get it. Uh, I've heard a joke too of somebody saying that the. The uh, Texans uh, don't have the GM right now, even though it is Bill O'Brien. Um, so, yeah, so I don't get it. Maybe it's one of the things where we scratch our heads and maybe it plays out. Maybe they draft somebody in the second or fourth round that's a big standout stud. Uh, but, but yeah, so I'm a little confused by it. But, I mean, the Houston Texans just signed Randall Cobb. I, you're not, I mean, it's not the Randall Cobb from, from you know, six, seven years ago. Uh, but maybe they trust him and, and Will Fuller more. And uh, so, I don't know. We'll see. But I think right now it's his scratcher. We'll see if it, if it changes our mind halfway through the season. Well, you know, two things. Randall Cobb, even six or seven years ago, is definitely not DeAndre Hopkins. You know, and uh, as well as, I mean, Will Fuller, he can't stay on the field. Uh, you know, I guess that they think that he could be the number one guy, but he can't stay on the field. So, um, I, you know, it looks as if uh, Bill O'Brien and it looks as if Bill O'Brien – uh, maybe DeAndre Hopkins had just had some differences. Um, you know, I, I know there's some stuff Michael Irvin said um, about their relationship. I, I don't, you know, I don't know how much to really take about that. Something about, you know, Bill O'Brien, you know, kind of basically, you know, had the same conversation, saying he had the same conversation with Aaron Hernandez, and I think that that's just ridiculous. Um, but uh, but the thing is, Brad, I mean, I, I – yeah, I don't – it's a head-scratcher for sure. I don't understand the move. I, I don't understand why the Texans are giving uh, uh, Bill Bill O'Brien as much uh, as much power as they have. I, I think that um, – I think he's ruining that team. I really do. And uh, they always seem to find a way to make it into the playoffs. I don't know if it's because, you know, the lack of a good division 
and you know in the past and now it's because of you know now they're able to they they win because of Sean Watson really uh, and lucky breaks and um, and I and I I don't see them I think that this is a bad move and um, and I really I you know good luck to them um, good luck to them the rest of the offseason I think that they really uh, I think uh, you know he he's made some questionable moves I mean he got. He traded for a guy like Gary on Conley, who really uh, isn't that great of a cornerback. And then, uh, and then he also, you know, he traded away Jadavian Clowney and now DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, I just, uh, I don't know what he's doing. I mean, uh, I'm just waiting for the day that he's traded away JJ Watt, might, which might not be that bad of a move, but, <laughs> uh, but I yeah. mean, it would be a bad move if he traded him away for a ham sandwich. That's for sure. Anyways, Brad. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just saying, like DeAndre Hopkins on Twitter, he did he did say after the trade that uh, he's everything's being blown out of proportion. That he he enjoyed his time with the Texans. That he has utmost respect for Coach O'Brien, uh, and he's that's not going to change. Uh, but I, I mean, there were rumors that he was going to hold out for a contract. Um, and so, am I saying in saying this, am I defending Bill O'Brien? No, uh, I think this is a really bad move by him. But at the same time, we don't know everything on the inside. So, again, I think we just let this play out. I think this this is where we'll really find out whether or not he's insane and, and crazy and needs to be fired. Uh, there has been a petition started uh, to the owner of the Texans to fire Bill O'Brien by the Texan fans. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah, um, you definitely – you know, I, I, I think Bill O'Brien, honestly, I mean, if you're going to make him – if you're going to let him go, I think you should have let him go – uh, after what he, after that horrible, uh, after, you know, letting a team come back like they did against the Chiefs in the AFC divisional round, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's something you just can't, uh, you can't get over. But either way, Brad, uh, David Johnson, they kind of have a crowded running back room now. I just don't think David Johnson uh, running back, I don't think was that big of a need for him. Uh, Carlos Hyde seemed to really do well for them last year. And, uh, I think the Cardinals, mm-hmm. they're just – they're very happy with what they got. Now, Cardinals, listen, the Arizona Cardinals, I – Brad, I know that you and I, we made we made way too early Super Bowl predictions and NFC and AFC championship predictions. And I jokingly said the Arizona Cardinals versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, uh, mm-hmm. listen, I, I jokingly said that. I mean, it's not that I really believe that. Um, but – at the time, but now I don't think it's I don't think it's super far fetched. But we'll like I said, we'll we'll get into more of the teams' moves and whatnot uh, themselves at a later point. All right, the other big trade was Stefan Diggs and a seventh rounder. Uh, Diggs finally getting out of Minnesota, like he seemingly was wanting to for a while now, uh, to go to the Buffalo Bills for a first, fourth fifth and sixth round pick to me brad this screams uh if i was bill o'brien this screams i didn't get enough for deandre hopkins because in my opinion deandre hopkins is a much better wide receiver than stefan diggs and uh you know Mm -hmm. stefan diggs he complained about not getting the looks i mean i'm not trying to i'm not trying to uh you know put josh allen down but I think I'd take Kirk Cousins as a quarterback over Josh Allen. And, uh, uh, you know, maybe not necessarily as an athlete as a whole, but uh, as a quarterback, I think I'd take Kirk Cousins if I'm a wide receiver. 
But uh, how do you see this? How do you how do you like the trade for one thing? I thought it was a great trade for both sides. Um, and uh, but how do you like the pairing? How do you like the trade? Uh, yeah. So uh, first, I guess pairing wise, uh, it could happen. I mean, the Bills need just some more talent besides Cole Beasley and uh, Josh, was it Josh Brown or Josh Brown or John Brown, whoever they have now. I think it's Josh Brown, but. Uh, but anyway, so I, I think adding that go-to receiver would be good and allow Kobe Beasley to go back into that um, that mm, slot receiver, you know, kind of there when you need him, uh, when all eyes are on another receiver. Uh, that's when he plays the best. Uh, but in saying that, for the Bills to give up a first, fourth, fifth, and sixth, uh, I don't agree with selling the whole house for Stephon Diggs. I mean, he wasn't happy in Minnesota. What's going to happen when he doesn't get the looks in Buffalo? You look at his last – I mean, he gets touchdowns, like eight, nine, and six or his last three years of touchdowns. Uh, but he's only had a th- over 1,000 yards twice, and that was his past two seasons. Uh, so, in saying that, uh, I don't know. I In 2017, he was injured. Uh, I, I just think it was way too much for Stephon Diggs. Um, yeah, That's all I'm saying. I, and agree. So, I, I agree with that, Brad. I do. I, I do think it was too much. I think it was a good trade in the sense of the Bills finally got their number one receiver. But I think that they could mm-hmm. have. I mean, maybe they could have. If they would have sent that to – if they would have sent that to the Texans for DeAndre Hopkins, you know, would they have – I mean, I think Bill O'Ron would have took it. And that would have made that trade look a lot better, I think. Um, um, mm-hmm. Definitely better for both sides. But, again, I get it. You're, yeah, I think a lot of these teams, when they're doing trades, they try not to do it in the conference, inside each other's conference. But uh, So, I get that. But, I mean, um, yeah, it's a it's a doggy dog world out there, you know. And these teams, uh, if they can, uh, you know, when they do these trades, I mean, one team's gonna one team's gonna come out on top and the others not, and um, and so at the moment, I guess I would say that Arizona came on top with DeAndre Hopkins, and I think that the Vikings came out on top with what they got out of Stephon Diggs. Now, do they take that first round pick and do they go and maybe get another wide receiver? You would think they'd have to. Uh, maybe a guy like Henry Ruggs if he's still there. Um, you know, kind of Stephon Diggs, pretty fast wide receiver. You got to make up with that speed. But either way, uh, Brad, uh, huge trade. And uh, Stephon Diggs finally got himself a new home, um, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, what he wanted all along. All right, Brad, let's go into some free agency signings. Um, We actually made a – or you made a list up and sent it to me. Uh, And so it it looks as if this list goes from the most important – to the uh, to the least important, uh, or the biggest, the biggest free agent signings to the least, uh, the the smaller free agency signings. Is that is that kind of what you try to do with that list? Yeah, I try to just go from from top names to names that we know, but maybe not as big as it used to be or, or still are. So. Right. Right. Well, um, I'm thinking let's start at the bottom and go up. Okay. You know, so we can kind of, yeah. All right. So Jason Witten signed with the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, you know, I think that this is, uh, you know, they already have Darren Waller there. So I think that this is just kind of a bigger name guy uh, just to maybe get, uh, maybe get the people in the, 
maybe get people to uh, come to the games there in Las Vegas. I think that that's really about all that's for. Maybe to, you know, try to, you know, help Darren Waller really craft his skill. Uh, And so uh, a good signing, I think, for the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, I think it's good to add some leadership and some uh, kind of finesse uh, to that locker room. They need somebody who's willing to come in and, and help guide some of these uh, younger players through the ups and downs of the season. Right. Uh, Jared McCoy, Gerald McCoy went to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, he's kind of a – I think he's a better fit for them than Robert Quinn was. Uh, basically, he will uh, just, you know, assess that role, assume that role. And, uh, you know, the Dallas Cowboys seem to be uh, seem to be handing money out uh, just not to Dak Prescott, which we'll uh, we'll get to him in just uh, in just a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Carl, 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 he's from OU. I say he's from OU, so I'm good to add some fans that come in from the city of Oklahoma as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of a hometown guy in a way. So um, yeah, Carl Joseph also went to the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess it's an okay signing. Uh, Big Beasley went to the Tennessee Titans on a one-year prove-it deal. Um, I, as a as a Titans fan, and as many other Titans fans hope uh, that he's not the only one they're going after as far as uh, pass rush goes. But you know, hey, if he can revert to his 2016 self, um, then maybe he will. Uh, I think he led the league in uh, sacks in 2016, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. He only had eight sacks last year, and the Falcons were okay with letting him go. Uh, and stop me at any time, Brad, when we're going through these. If you, uh, if you, just, you know, you want to jump in and kind of uh, just talk on any of these, uh, I, as I just kind of list them off. Eli Apple is going to the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, you know, I know with the Saints, he wasn't uh, he wasn't the greatest, but I I assume he will be able to help that Raiders secondary become better. Um, and you know, do better than what they already had in place. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders team is definitely needing some. Uh, I mean, they need a lot of help in a lot of areas. Yeah, Las Vegas uh, really well signed in several mm-hmm. season. Uh, Eli Apple, I don't think is one of them. Uh, he didn't do well with New York, and I don't think he did too much better with the Saints. So uh, I think it was just kind of fill a hole. Uh, but it is what it is. Well, a couple of other guys that signed with the Las Vegas Raiders were, uh, you know, Corey Littleton. Uh, he signed with the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, I think that that's a really good signing. For oh, him. I agree. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so I think that they definitely uh, maybe uh, definitely filled a hole with that position. But another another signing that was kind of odd for the Las Vegas Raiders. Well, maybe not odd. Uh, I think they would both predict this guy to go to the Raiders on the QB carousel episode. Mm-hmm. I think, I think I did. Uh, I think that maybe he, yeah, because I thought that, you know, he was a Gruden guy and that's Marcus Mariota going to the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, you know, is this a sign that Derek Carr, uh, you know, maybe is on the hot seat uh, and they believe that uh, maybe Marcus Mariota is the answer instead. Uh, I don't know if he – I would say he's the answer instead, uh, but I do think it puts Derek Carr in the hot seat. I think it shows him, hey, like, we like you, we want to keep you, but you got to produce. 
Uh, and so maybe just bringing in that extra threat of, okay, we're bringing a guy who, who started for the last, you know, four years in the league. Uh, wasn't a bad quarterback, wasn't a great quarterback either, but uh, but it's definitely a guy who can come in and take your job. So I think it helps Derek Carr see that he needs to more work or whatever he needs from Derek Carr of the first his first in the league. Right, uh, I agree with you on that, Brad. Uh, I think that they, uh, I think that Mark Smariota, I think it's a good opportunity for him, and maybe he can, uh, maybe he can do what Ryan Tannehill done to him. Uh, this coming next season. All right. Then we also had Shaq Lawson uh, going uh, from Buffalo, staying in the AFC East, going from Buffalo to the Miami Dolphins. I think that's uh, I think that's an okay signing for the Dolphins. The Dolphins actually uh, kind of loaded up on a, on a few guys, uh, Brad, and uh, and uh, you know they're the few guys that they did load up on, such as such as. Robert, or sorry, such as Shaq Lawson, they also loaded up on uh, guys like Kyle Van Noy, who mm-hmm. I personally really wanted to come to the Titans, but uh, I guess they weren't interested in him, and he wanted to go play for Brian Flores, his old uh, his old defensive coordinator down there in Miami. Um, there, you know, that's a that's a pretty that defense is really shaping up, especially after they signed a guy like Byron Jones from the. Dallas Cowboys, uh, the Dolphins, you know, for being a team that that started out tanking last year, um, they're starting to kind of come together a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're just a few pieces away. I mean, I'm thinking they get a quarterback and a solid receiver in the draft uh, that can come in and make some noise. Uh, those are good. Like you said, their defense is being uh, loaded up on. Of course, that, that kind of goes with having a defensive coach. Uh, but yeah, I kind of like, like I love the Van Noy uh, signed to Miami and and uh, not really beyond Byron Jones and we'll see with Shaq Lawson. I think Shaq Lawson is more of a, a experiment kind of signing just because of all his injury issues. Yeah, um, yeah, Shaq Lawson, I agree with that. Um, the thing is, you know, with Miami is is Miami, I think, is making these moves. Uh, you know, you said you said they need another wide receiver. They have Devontae Parker, who really came on this year. Uh, a quarterback, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick's obviously not the answer. But they also need to grab a running back. And I actually thought that they would grab a running back uh, in free agency. But it looks as if they're probably going to uh, – well, they did grab – I think they grabbed Jordan Howard. But they probably yeah. – uh, if, if, I, if, I, if I'm thinking correctly, they'll probably draft another running back as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for the future, at least, because I don't know if Jordan Howard um, is would be the answer. Even though they signed him for two years, uh, Jordan Howard, you know, he he seems like he's a, uh, you know, if they draft a running back, if Miami does, if they draft a running back, I kind of feel bad for Jordan Howard. He's his basically his whole career has been him uh, being overtaken by uh, other running backs. Uh, first mm-hmm. it was Tariq Cohen, and then David Montgomery, and uh, and now it's uh, and then it was. Uh, Goodness, um, Miles Sanders, and then whoever the running back would be. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of a, I don't know. But Jordan Howard came on strong last year, so maybe they, maybe they, uh, maybe they believe in him. He's still a very young one running back as well. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, another guy who, um, and you know, I'll kind of bring this up uh, for your Pittsburgh Steelers was Eric Ebron going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, how do you, uh, I mean, how do you feel about that? Uh, is it 
I mean, I, I, I don't, I guess tight end was a need for them. Uh, and, um, and does he fill that void? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, we definitely needed some tight ends in Pittsburgh. Uh, Vince McDonald hasn't been uh, who we thought he was going to be. Uh, Nick Barnett. Uh, I don't even. I didn't understand that that signing anyway or trade in the middle of the season. Uh, so there's really, yeah, we need some good uh, tight ends. And I'm not saying Eric Ebron is a great tight end, uh, but when he did play with a great quarterback such as Andrew Luck, he had a great season. Went to the Pro Bowl in 2018. Uh, so. And saying that, um, and he had a good first half of the season with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, so I think pairing him with Ben Rossberg, who's coming back healthier, uh, lighter, uh, you know, feeling better than he has in two years, I, I think you can see Eric Ebron getting another resurgence and an up-and-down career. I agree with you. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, you know, Big Ben, uh, I, I've said that the Steelers, I think, are, are a sleeper team for sure. Uh, now that the now that the CBA has been um, approved and there will be a seventh team uh, on e, in each conference after the uh, in the playoffs this year, uh, the Steelers would have made it this past year. So um, you know, I think with Big Ben at the at the helm, I think that they definitely could make the playoffs and um, maybe even make uh, maybe even win the division. But there is a team I think that's loading up again. Uh, this year, Brad, they loaded up last year, but they're loading up again. And that would be the Cleveland Cavalier. Oh my gosh, Cavaliers, Cleveland Browns. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm missing, I'm missing basketball too, I guess. All right. So the Cleveland Browns, they added, uh, they added two weapons on offense. That was, uh, that was pretty big. Um, and that was Austin Hooper. Uh, we mentioned him a little earlier. Tight end from uh, used to be with the Falcons. I thought that he would be resigning with the Falcons, but uh, that was not to be so. He signs with the Cleveland Browns, uh, but playing alongside him on the offensive line will be Jack Conklin, uh, the the once on once right tackle of the Tennessee Titans. Now will play right tackle. Uh, could possibly even play left tackle uh, for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, what do you think of these? Uh, what do you think of these moves? Is uh, I mean, is Cleveland just kind of, you know, are they kind of doing what they always do and just, you know, go out and make big signings and then, you know, don't really do anything with it? Because listen, I mean, yes, their offensive line needs help, but they already have David Njoku, who they took in the first round a couple of a couple of drafts ago, and uh, and now they add a guy like they add a guy like Austin Hooper. I, I guess that they. I think that their their new coach is uh, uh I think he's a he really likes to run the two tight end set uh, and so I guess that that's the uh, reasoning behind that. But what do you think of those moves? Is that uh, is that something that's going to elevate uh, Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns? Uh, I think it will because if you look at the Ravens' offense right now, I mean they have what uh, Mark Andrews from OU, and I thought they had another guy from OU that played with uh, Baker Mayfield, but. I mean, Baker loves the tight ends. It helps him. Yeah, it helps him go deep uh, when he needs to. And so Najoku is good, but having that other guy on the other side, Hooper, is going to do well too. Uh, Austin Hooper, I think he. I feel like he had like one good year the last couple of years. I don't have his stats in front of me. Um, and so I don't know if he's as big of a signing as maybe a few years ago. Uh, but I do think it's a good sign for them. And then as far as Coughlin goes. 
I think it's a great sign. I mean, that, that was Cleveland's biggest need uh, this past season was an offensive line that's going to allow Baker Mayfield to see the field and not run for his life. So I, I thought it was a re- two good, really good signings for the Cleveland Browns. Right. Um, you know, I, I think that the Browns, again, um, you know, they made some moves last year as well. And, uh, you know, they were Super Bowl favorites last year. Uh, I don't know if this per, you know, I think that this definitely the fact that they're, especially since there's a seventh team that can go to the playoffs now, I think that they should be, I think that they could be favorites to go to the playoffs at least, but we'll see. Uh, I think it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how the season goes and good signings for them. Um, and yeah. All right. The, uh, trying to get through these, a couple of them. That's not like two bigger names here. Trey Waynes went to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, you know, good help for them. Uh, definitely need another, definitely, you know, speaking of the Browns, uh, they definitely need some, uh, uh, they definitely need some secondary help in order to, uh, you know, combat um, some of those receivers that are in um, the AFC North, such as uh, OG, OD, OBJ, uh, Jarvis Landry, mm-hmm. uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, you know, Hollywood, uh, you know, just guys like that definitely have to uh, definitely have to combat against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also uh, another guy who – signed is uh, Javon Hargrave of your formerly of your Pittsburgh Steelers signs with the Philadelphia Eagles uh he stays in Pennsylvania um you know is this a is this is this a worse signing for is this a better signing for the Eagles or just a worse loss for the Steelers Brad Uh, I think it's a win-win on both sides and this is why so I really like Javon Hargrave's uh, he was one of my favorite, uh, I guess, newcomers to the Steelers over the last two, three years. And I have a friend in New Orleans. Well, he's in Florida now, but he actually played high school ball with Javon Hargrave, uh, a really good Christian guy. Dad's a pastor. Uh, so I really liked him as a person. I thought he was a good player. Uh, but as far as the Steelers go, I mean, is it a bad loss? I, I would say it is, but I think they have good defensive, a good defensive line that they can, again, work with in the draft and maybe stack up. As far as Philly, I think it's a great trade. Uh or not trade free signing. Uh, I think that really helps beef up their defensive line that seemed really weak last year. Um, so I, I think for Philly, it's looking good. If I'm an Eagles fan, I like the signings uh, in the secondary and then also uh, down the front line too. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, I think that it's. Um, I think that that was a good sign for Philly and Philly. I mean, they're making a little bit of noise and uh, spending some money uh, here in the. Um, free agency period so far it's not over with there's like i said there's some still some guys on there um and then also we had uh, dante fowler went to the atlanta falcons i assume that he would uh be the one who replaces Vic beasley i think a good signing that's a great signing for atlanta um and then also you had a guy like chris harris goes from the denver broncos to the la chargers uh but hey you know what uh, a good signing for the Chargers, I think. But another guy who went from the Chargers to the Broncos is Melvin Gordon. Uh, that happened earlier today, Brad, as we're recording on a Friday. Um, you know, both of these moves, uh, is this good for both teams? Chris Harris going to the Chargers and Gordon going to the Broncos. I, I personally think the Chris Harris signing is fine. But I, I'm really kind of confused on the Gordon signing. I thought, you know, Russ Freeman and Philip Lindsay. Uh, held it down pretty well for the uh, Broncos in the 
uh, running back front, but I guess uh, the Broncos had different uh, ideas. Yeah, I like that the Chargers added Chris Harris. Chris Harris is one of the top cornerbacks in the free agency pool, uh, so that was good for the Chargers who were kind of in a rebuild mode almost. Uh, yeah, Gordon to uh, to Broncos, I was confused too. I thought Philip Lindsay's done well, a little inconsistent. Uh, I can tell you that because he was on my fantasy team last year. Uh, but uh, – <laughs> But I think he's a good running back to build around. And so, yeah, I was surprised with the Jordan trade. But, again, if you're a running back, I feel like uh, maybe, you know, 15 years ago, if you're a running back, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, trades or, or cuts or, or anything like that. And now I feel like every team has three or four running backs who are going to get play time through a whole year. Uh, they don't care how good you are. I agree with that, Brad. I think you're, I think you're exactly right. You've hit the, head on, you've hit the nail on the head. Uh, for sure with that. I, I think that they um, – there. I think there's a lot of running backs out there who um, – who there, there's a lot of teams out there who believe that uh, running back uh, community seems to be uh, the best way to go. Um, and so uh, – and I think more and more teams will go to that instead of uh, just having that one workhorse. Um, there's not a whole lot of teams out there that have that one workhorse. And um, – you know, a team that uh, a team that actually let their workhorse go yesterday, right be right in time uh, before they had to pay him. What was it, ten and a half million dollars? Mm-hmm. Uh, was the Los Angeles Rams letting go of Todd Gurley, uh, and he went to the Atlanta Falcons on a one-year deal? Um, how, how do you feel about this move? Do you uh, do you? I mean, do you like this? I mean, do you think that this was a good move by Atlanta? And do you think it was also a good move by um, – I mean, if you look at it financially, it was a great move for the Rams. I feel dirty, like, hey, we don't want to pay you what we said we owe you. He did this. Uh, <laughs> so, I think that was a little low, low ball right there by the by the Rams, especially uh, what Todd Gurley has done for your team. If it wasn't for him, you're probably not going to the Super Bowl uh, against the Patriots two years ago. Um, I know you had C.J. Anderson, but – uh, Todd Gurley got you through a bulk of those games on his own. Um, and so uh, I think it was kind of a low ball move by the Rams. Uh, it's a great move by the Falcons. Bring home a guy who uh, went to the University of Georgia just down the road. Uh, give him a one-year deal because he's been injury prone. And so you're like, hey, we'll do kind of that prove the deal. And plus, we want you to come in and be our, be our running back because you're going to bring the fans in. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, I mean, the Falcons are looking making a little bit of moves. I think they're doing good. And uh, – Maybe we'll see them fight, you know, them and the Bucks and the uh, Saints making the South. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, that's, uh, I mean, it's a, that, that NFC South is really coming along. And speaking of the NFC South teams, the, uh, the Carolina Panthers have a new quarterback as they uh, have, they, I, I, and before we jump into who their new quarterback is, has Cam Newton, I know that they wanted to trade him, but I think that they said they couldn't find a suit and they would cut him. So, uh, is Cam, has Cam I, been cut? I have not seen it. I have not seen where he's been. I haven't seen him being cut yet, but, I mean, I know that he – I know for sure he's going to be – Yeah, I believe that he's officially being cut. Uh, I'll look into it, but um, I'm pretty sure he's – well, he's expected – as of yesterday, he's been expected to be uh, released by the Panthers. Uh, could you see somewhere where he could go? Uh, I mean, you know, could you? I thought maybe he could go to Chicago, uh, but that doesn't look like it's going to happen now that they traded for Nick Foles. Well, I mean, maybe LA is. Yeah, I've heard. I've actually heard some rumors here lately of him going to uh, New England with Bill Belichick. Uh, that seemed a little far fetched to me. 
but you never know. So, uh, I mean, it could be New England. Uh, maybe uh, he gets signed by the, the Bengals, and the Bengals kind of drop out of that first spot and, and trade and trade back. Um, that That's kind of like my bold prediction with Cam Newton is maybe the Bengals. Uh, but there's been rumors of him going to New England. Um, I agree with you. Uh, I agree with you that, uh, that, you know, um, I, I, well, I, I guess I don't want to sound great because I don't know if he could go to New England, but I think that he definitely needs a chance, change of scenery. And I'm sure by this time next week, we'll have an idea of where he's going, but you know, he's only got a one year left mm-hmm. on his contract, Brad. I mean, um, I, I think that it would be better for a team to trade for him. Uh, because I mean, if you, uh, I think it would be harder if, if he goes to the open market. Um, you know, then you have to then you have to sign for him, and you may have to sign mm-hmm. him for more than one year. Um, and so I don't know. I think I think it'd be better to trade for him because of that contract. But well, at the same um, time, we don't me. we don't know who's going right, to. I was at the same time, we ahead. don't know who's going to be willing to offer him a, a more than a one year contract uh, in the open market just from the injuries and and some of the. Uh, the, the interview type stuff. So uh, the, the, the locker room things that he's done. So, uh, so in saying that, I mean, we don't know if somebody's even willing to give him post one year, uh, um, what do you call contract? So. Right. Right. Uh, but in order to replace the Carolina Panthers quarterback in Cam Newton, they are current, uh, former or whatever you want to call him. They have signed one Teddy Bridgewater. How do you like this move, Brad? Uh, you know, their their offensive coordinator worked with Teddy Bridgewater down in New Orleans. And uh, and so how do you feel about this move? Is this a good move or, um, you know, by the Carolina Panthers? Or do you think maybe they should have stuck with uh, uh, Cam? Yeah, no, uh, actually it's funny. So in the quarterback carousel, I think me and you both had him maybe going to Carolina or Chicago. Um, and so it's pretty cool that he went there. But – uh, yeah, I think it's a good move by Carolina. Uh, again, you kind of made that move earlier in the season to say, hey, we're moving on from Cam Newton. Whether he realized that or not, I'm sure he did. Um, and, and I like the Teddy Bridgewater pickup. I think it kind of takes some of the uh, the rumors of them maybe trading up to the first pick for uh, for, uh, for Joe Burrow. Uh, so uh, I'm interested to see how this goes. I think Teddy Bridgewater do well. Um, they have some weapons for him. I think they need to sign a couple more. Maybe another receiver, uh, but they had the running back there for them, um, and so uh, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do this year in the in the uh, NFC South. Yeah, I think this is a good signing for them. And like I said, we'll we're gonna have another episode where we really jump into all these quarterbacks, uh, kind of see where they win, and really jump into uh, what their fits are for uh, the bigger names, at least uh, for each of these teams. But Another quarterback, uh, before we, of course, get into uh, the biggest signing, free agency signing since uh, Peyton Manning, uh, Phillip Rivers has went to the Indianapolis Colts on a one-year, $25 million deal, I believe it was. Um, And so how do you like this fit, Brad? Me personally, I think that it was – I think it was kind of a little bit of a no-brainer. But also, I think uh, I think that he uh, I think that this is a good I think it's a good fit for uh, I think it's a good fit for Philip. He's going to have a better offensive line. Um, I, he won't have as good weapons as he had uh, with the Chargers. But um, you know, maybe a 
maybe a better offensive line can uh, can give them a little more time to read uh, read the defense and not. Yeah, I I really like this uh tra- or uh, sign by the Colts. I think it's good for them. Uh, again, like you said, will he be able to cut down on some of the turnovers? We'll see. You know he's going to throw for the yards. If I'm a T.Y. Hill and, and, and the others on the Colts roster, I'm excited. Uh, I want to get a guy who's going to come in and after a year of not having Andrew Luck, come in and be able to get the ball down the field again, uh, be able to get some passes off. Um, I think it's good. He'll bring the energy to the team, uh, and I think that would be great. And so, yeah, I mean, they have a decent running back committee that they, they run back there. Um, and uh, they're rebuilding on their defense, as you see with the uh, Buckner uh, or DeForest Buckner signing. And so I, I think for Rivers, it's a good it's a good signing. Uh, Frank Rick uh, is a great quarterback coach. We saw that with uh, Nick Foles uh, winning the Super Bowl and then going back to being a backup quarterback. And so uh, I, I think it's a good signing for Phil Rivers and uh, for his family. So. I, I agree with you, uh, you know, and it's a one-year deal, so maybe, uh, you know, maybe if they do really well and uh, they want to try to run it back again next next year, uh, maybe that happens. And uh, I think it's really I, – I agree that it's a good signing mm-hmm. for, for the Colts. All right, Brad, the biggest free agency signing since Peyton Manning went to the Denver Broncos, and uh, honestly, it, it may be the biggest of all because, you know, at first, if I would have asked you a year ago – if I would have told you a year ago that Tom Brady was leaving the New England Patriots, um, you probably would have mm-hmm. you probably would have said I was crazy. Yes. Uh, if I would have told no, you, I would say like I, I agree with you. Brady. I mean, I mean, who would have thought that Tom Brady would have been uh, anything other than a Patriot before he retired? Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And uh, and then if I would have told you right after that that he would be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Um, you probably you probably would be doing this podcast with me because you you think oh well he's a very dumb mm-hmm. sports fan. Yeah. Uh, I was saying I, I think it's no, a I think it's a good signing. Uh, I feel bad for Jameis Winston. He went and got that surgery. Uh, I think he could be a good quarterback, especially under Arians. But uh, but we'll see. Arians Arians is a is a good coach. Uh, he coached uh, with the uh, Steelers before he went to the Colts. Uh, he did well. Ben Rossford did great uh, underneath him, and uh, so I'm excited to see if they'll open it open it back up with Tom Brady being there, uh, or if they're going to keep it or to go kind of revert to a run game just because Tom Brady is up there in age. And so I'm excited to see uh, kind of how this plays out. And again, like we said a couple times already this podcast, uh, the NFC South could be a really fun division to watch this year. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, the NFC South is usually a very fun division to watch, but especially this year, uh, we're going to get Drew Brees versus Tom yep. Brady twice a year. We're going to get, uh, we're going to get Tom Brady versus, uh, versus, uh, Atlanta Falcons team that, uh, that he, that he had the greatest, uh, what, yep. Super Bowl comeback of all time. Against, uh, and so, um, but yeah, Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I mean, yeah, you know, we get Bridgewater versus Breeze as well, and uh, but um, here's the thing, Brad, Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers, it was something that was rumored. Uh, it was something I even mentioned, um, and uh, you know, I didn't think it would actually happen, in all honesty, uh, but it was something that was rumored. Uh, but you know, honestly, the more and more I think about this, Brad, the mm-hmm. more and more it makes sense. 
Uh, you know, look at the weapons that the Buccaneers have. Look at how well. Listen, they went seven and nine. They were right on the outside of the playoffs. And they, even though they went seven and nine, um, you know, if they had a competent quarterback who didn't turn the ball over, who maybe only turned the ball over fifteen times instead of thirty times, they, I think they would have. I think they definitely would have went to the playoffs, Brad. I mean, um, you know. They had some big wins. I know they beat the Rams. Uh, I I want to say that they uh, – I, I know that they had some big wins. Anyways, nonetheless, Brad, I, Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers, something that we didn't really expect to see happening. But um, I like it. I mean, it, you know, it's different. Um, I know Tampa Bay is not exactly the, um, the highlight reel when it comes to what the media wants to talk about. Um, but, uh, you know – yeah, I mean, I think it was a good signing by the Buccaneers, and um, and I know we'll get into it more whenever we do uh, whenever we do the quarterback, uh, whenever we do a second quarterback carousel episode. Um, and so, yeah, mm-hmm. good good for Tom Brady, um, got himself, and it's a two year contract too, Brad. So uh, you never know, maybe Brady, uh, maybe he doesn't hang it up after two years and and goes and uh, maybe plays for another team. Maybe maybe he ends up back with the uh, Patriots. Hey, by the way, speaking of Patriots and Jameis Winston, um, what if, if Jameis Winston went to the Patriots? Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't that be? That'd be odd. That'd be different. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if Belichick would want wants uh, Jameis Winston. But hey, yeah, I uh, mean, hey, there was a rumor that came out on Twitter this week saying that Bill Belichick said uh, Nathan Peterman could come in the system and win twelve games. So I mean, if Peterman can do it. I think Winston could do it. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Tom Brady. I mean, he's he get OJ Howard. He's got Cameron Bray, Ronald Jones. Wasn't a terrible running back. Wasn't great, but wasn't terrible. Uh, Jordan Leggett, uh, Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin, uh, Perryman. We don't know if he's going to come back or not. And so, uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, he probably might have one of the best offenses he's had since he had uh, Gronk and Hernandez and, and Edelman and uh, and uh, Amendola. I agree. Uh, you know, it's uh... – it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's really it's gonna be very interesting to see how it works out. And uh, good luck to him. All right, Brad. Before we get off here, I kind of wanted to just um, kind of wanted to get your thoughts on the on the tags that happened, Brad. The uh, uh, on the on the special episode on Monday, I, I kind of talked about uh, how I felt about the uh, the the franchise tags, the transition tags, and also uh, you know some signings that happened uh, with teams. Or inside, or you know, that was a that was that happened. You know, that teams um, mm-hmm. kept. Um, but how do you feel about them? Uh, you know, we had some big, we had some big, uh, we had some big, we had some teams that kept a lot of, uh, that kept a few players, uh, such as uh, Dak Prescott got the tra- got the franchise tag. Amari uh, Cooper was re-signed with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, AJ Green got the franchise tag. Drew Brees staying with New Orleans. Um, uh, I'm just Shaquille Barrett was uh, tagged by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. Uh, Justin Simmons tagged by Denver Broncos. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe was tagged by the Jaguars. Um, I'm just trying to go through. Bud Dupree was tagged by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Brian Tannehill was re-signed by the uh, Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry was franchise tagged by the Titans. Hunter Henry was franchise tagged by the Chargers. Um, 
Leonard Williams, franchise tag by the Giants. Matt Judon, franchise tag by Baltimore. Uh, it just kind of, like I said, just trying to go through these and trying to see, um, you know, some, some bigger-name guys who were uh, kept around. Uh, so, I mean, what, you know, some of these, some of these highlighted guys, uh, how do you feel about them? Uh, and, you know, um, you know, how do you feel about a guy like, you know, I, I guess even the, you know, Ryan Tannehill finally signing, uh, is he, I believe he was the only one I said, actually, uh, oh, well, you got Ryan Tannehill and Drew Brees, both they resigned with their uh, respective teams, but how do you, how do you feel about some of the, yeah. So the for me, when it comes to on, tags, uh, what I look at it for most teams, it's a it's kind of a prove it deal. Um, like, hey, we we want to pay you, uh, but we're a little scared to give you a long term deal, and so let's uh let's see if you can do it another year, and then we'll talk long term deal. And so, I mean, the only one you don't see that with is AJ Green. I, I don't get the franchise tag with AJ Green, just how how injury prone he's been. Uh, but I mean, I love I mean, I love the Chris Jones franchise tag uh, again. Another one of hey, you were great this year, but we want you to prove it. Uh, Dak, you know, I, I'd be afraid to give Dak more than a two-year contract with lots of money because, again, he has the stats, but uh, so does Phil Rivers. Uh, but at the end of the, end of the day, uh, you need to get him to the playoffs. You need to get to – you need to win a championship. And he's done really he – he's, he he's gotten to the playoffs, but he, they don't even win in the playoffs very, very rarely with him. And so uh, – but I do like the franchise tag with uh, Bud Dupree, again, another guy who – uh, you just don't know what you're going to get with him. He hasn't really been a great player. In fact, uh, before this season, uh, they were even talking about cutting him because he just wasn't performing. Uh, and this year he had an amazing first half. And so, uh, again, at the end of the year, numbers look great. But if you look at his whole year, his production goes down the second half of the year. So, again, you don't want him to leave because you think he's going to do well for your team. But you want to make sure that he proves it. And the same thing with Derrick Henry. Uh, I know he did well two years ago, but – uh, and he did great. Obviously, he was the Russian champ last year. Uh, but, again, another one where you're like, I, I don't know if I can give you – I don't know if I can commit several years and a lot of money to you because I just can't trust you right now. So, a lot of times I see these these franchise or transition tags to just proving it. And so, Hunter Henry, can he be a consistent tight end with a new quarterback? Uh, you know, uh, Kenny and Drake, who's transition tagged. Uh, yeah, he had a great time when he came to Arizona, but he didn't really live up to his – to his uh to his uh hype in Miami, so can he can he continue to do that? Um, so yeah, so in my opinion, uh, I I think the franchise tag transition tags are great, but again, another reason why they do that is because either uh they're afraid to let them go, but they don't want to sign them to a huge contract, uh, so they're going to give them a lot at one time and say, hey, this is your year to prove it. And I know that hurts them a little bit, but I mean, if again, if I'm a franchise, I don't want to give you a three year, hundred eighteen million dollar contract. And uh, you've had one good year, so. Uh, I agree completely. Uh, I agree completely with you. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's you know, I think the franchise tag. I think if used correctly, uh, I think it's great. Um, you know, I think it is being. I think it's going to be used correctly for guys kind of like Dak Prescott or Derrick Henry. But you know, like a guy like Yannick Gakwe, the I think the only reason why they franchise tagged him. He does not want to be with a Jaguar anymore. I think the only reason is, uh, you know, they can kind of uh, maybe decide where where he goes instead of uh, just letting him maybe go to a team uh, such as the Titans or Texans or Colts, you know, because they're yep. they're in the same division. Uh, but um, but yeah, Brad. I mean, I you know, I I personally don't mind the franchise tag, but uh, that's uh, you know, maybe that's just me. Um, but uh, 
you know, I know some people, I know some people, you know, and I know a lot of NFL players who, you know, I know that they don't, they really don't care for it, but uh, that wasn't taken out of the CBA when mm-hmm. it was approved in bond. So, uh, without further ado, Brad, though, um, I don't know, is there anything else to uh, that we got to cover in this episode, you think? Say what? Or do we cover everything? Is there anything else I to think cover? we, I we mean, there's some smaller names that we, well, I think yeah, other than Joe Flacco somebody. getting cut, the uh, one-time uh, Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? I think that there are a lot of teams out there are chopping at the bits to get the one and only Joe Flacco. Maybe he's a uh, – maybe come uh, maybe come next week he's a uh, – uh, Yeah, I doubt it. But we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, of course. Kidding. Uh, right. All right, Brad, uh, as always, um, hopefully uh, hopefully uh, we can all stay away from this uh, coronavirus, and I uh, hope and pray that everyone does. And, uh, you know, Brad, uh, we'll talk to you next week, uh, maybe where we can uh, have a little more sports. It's, I'm so sad mm-hmm. that March yeah. Madness isn't on right now, Brad. I agree. I mean, honestly, I really am. But, uh, well, you know what, uh, in the coming weeks, though, uh, Brad and I may give a little bit of uh, predictions on who we thought maybe could have won the uh, uh, March Madness tournament. Uh, I think it would have. I think that that would have been. Uh, I think that I, I'm. I'm definitely. Uh, I'm definitely missing it. Um, there's a lot of teams like Dayton, Ohio, like the Dayton. Uh, yep, Dayton. Uh, Dayton Wood Flyers. Is that right? Uh, yeah. They. Uh, Anyways, Brad. Without further ado, I appreciate you coming on for another episode. And uh, like I said, try to stay safe out there. Uh, safe travels back home to Oklahoma. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yes, sir. Thank you. And uh, we'll if anybody's listening, week. don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Golden Point Sports. And that's going to do it for another edition of the Golden Point Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Foster, and I ask that you like and follow us on Facebook at Golden Point Sports. And as always, I hope you have a great and blessed day.